Welcome to a very, very merry episode. It was Christmas Eve, my friends were all in town. We were singing Christmas carols as the snow was scheduled to fall down at some point tonight because, McLean, there's a big snow coming. Or so I'm told. I believe this better not be a letdown. That's I will be so mad if we don't have an actual snow big snow. myth that needs to be dispelled of. All these Look. scientists and experts, quote-unquote, telling us that we have a big snow coming. It's all poppycock. Balderdash, I'd say. Christmas Day, tomorrow, McLean, it's going to start. And if it's not all I dreamed it would be and more, I'll be very disappointed. A I big think I snow actually, in, in Eugene, Oregon. The, what could this mean for the McLean-Westbrook supply chain? That's a good question. I think um, the milk I put in my Tom and Jerry might have been a bit too hot. It seems to have started to cook the egg. It's uh, becoming a solid. Uh-oh. I'm having what you want. a sweet omelette for dinner. Basically, yes. My mug omelette. I, I, I do not have a Tom and Jerry. Uh, I will have to stick with my Sprite Winter Spice Cranberry. Yeah, I cooked the egg. <laughs> Good for you, man. That's funny. Can't make a can't make a Tom and Jerry without cooking a few eggs. Mm. Sprite ginger, by the way? 7 out of 10. Not bad. It kind of tastes like a meringue, like, not a meringue. I don't know what you would call that, like a pudding kind of thing. Like a custard? Yeah, that's custard. what it tastes like. There you go. Hmm. Now, Jake, we were hoping that this episode of West Bros would be, being Christmas Eve, this would be uh, It's a Wonderful Dane, where we yes, proved to Dane uh, we, the we sanctity get... of life as well as the existence of God. We, we could not, in uh, fact, get a Dane, McLean. Where is Dane? What's Dane up to? Uh, well... Dane was a little preoccupied this Christmas Eve, and actually, I uh, I wrote a little poem about about what happened, so I could I could let you all of you guys know uh, where Dane was. So if you'll if you'll uh, humor me, <clears throat> twas the cast before Christmas when all through the house, McLean's voice was carrying. Mom said, "Quiet down." <laughs> the subreddits were chosen by Jacob with care. In hopes that Dane Tipman soon would be there. Gage Westbrook was nestled all snug in my bed, with his leg full of screws, bolts fashioned from lead. And Jacob in his trailer, and I at Gage's desk, had just warmed our voices for a long winter's wreck. When out in the drive, there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my mic to see what was the matter. Away to the window, I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters, and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow... We did just get a, a snow, big snow here today on Christmas Eve. Yeah, a tiny uh, snow, gave a tiny lust, snow. Gave a lust of midday to the smashed mailbox below. When what did the cause of destruction appear? But a tiny red Prius and eight bottles of beer. With a little <laughs> old driver so drunken and thick, I knew in a moment he must be Dane Tip. <laughs> More shrill than nailed a chalkboard, his curses they came. And he snarled and shouted and took the Lord's name in vain. Now darn it, now dang it, got blasted and frick it. Oh, come on, oh crap, to arrest me they're fixin'. <laughs> to the door by the porch, to hide inside that house is all. Now dad blasted, dad blasted, dad blasted all. As snowflakes before the wild snowstorm fly, came Dane Tip up the walkway into my house to hide. So up to the doorstep the drunkard he flew, with a liver full of cores and Jack Daniels too. And then, with twinkling light atop their roof, came speeding and screeching patrol cars made bulletproof. <laughs> As I drew in my head and was turning around, busting through the deadbolt, Dane Tip came with a bound. He was dressed all in rags from his head to his foot, <laughs> and his clothes were all tattered with ashes and soot. A bunch of tattoos he had stuck on his back, and he looked like a hobo addicted to crack. His eyes, how they glazed. His pupils, how beady. His whites were like roses, bloodshot and scary. His droll little mouth was drawn up in a snarl, and the beard on his neck would scare off any girl. <laughs> the smoke of a stogie he held tight in his teeth enveloped the house as he took shiv from sheath. It had a broad blade that could slice like a deli, that he shook when he threatened, like a bowl full of jelly. He was sovereign and innocent, he repeated to himself. <laughs> As the cops came in, backing him up against the bookshelf. A shot of a taser, a hold on his head, soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to the ground. As the officers <laughs> relayed over their radios, we got him down. 
with a cop grabbing his head and one of his toes off of my floor and out of the house he rose. They carried him to the cruiser and lay him inside, and about that time his eyes reopened wide. Then Dane screamed, saying they put knee to his neck, and <laughs> happy Christmas to all, and to all a good wreck. <laughs> you should have seen that in the Discord over to Dane. Oh, I was going to, but I wanted, I wanted to see... I wanted to see your reaction first. So it's I was, it's I was pretty good. Off. Some of those rhymes, I, you know, a little off, but you know, overall, solid, solid A minus. Solid what minus? A minus. Oh, okay. That's that's better than my uh, GPA after finals week last week. Hey, oh, little college humor there. <laughs> Hashtag I hate Christmas. At life underscore of underscore Fifi. Do we really have to go through this? Be happy and pretend life doesn't suck crap every year? No, really, can I just skip directly to January 7th? Hashtag, I hate Christmas. Uh, McLean, now, before, before we get into I the I think the wonders, this person is a furry, but that's not important. Crazy. McLean, McLean, McLean. Before we get into the, uh, what, what the internet has to offer us today, uh, you shared something with me, I'll share something with you. Uh, my, my dear sweet friend Alicia Johnson gave me a Christmas present. And I would like to show you this oh. Christmas present, because I know you'll love it as much as I do. Let me just... He's rather large, you have to kind of pick him up, you know? <laughs> oh, goodness. He's beautiful, isn't he? <laughs> what a handsome young man. Ah, oh, man. His, his creepy face. The, the, the way the mouth moves. The, the strange little nose. The sinking lamppost, McLean. I'm glad. I'm glad when Alicia saw that in the thrift store and sent you a picture commenting on how creepy it was, and you responded, you thought it was. You thought it was fantastic. She knew exactly what to get you. Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll turn him off. So, you recall, McLean, as as back back in the day, back in uh, Birkins, Oregon, our grandmother had herself a uh, a radio, a. Uh, <laughs> A, uh, a singing Christmas radio, N O E L, made by Telco. Now, I don't know. Grandma, Grandma was a strange woman, McLean, in that she, she she used to run an antique store in California. But the things that she collected were like from the eighties and nineties. I mean, it kind of depended. Like some of her furniture and stuff was, I think, antique or at least in that realm. But like you said, uh, she also had some tackier stuff. Yeah, I remember she she had a collection of the California raisins. Um, I don't remember, but it, but but the thing I loved the most was that that yeah, Christmas radio. It, it looked like raisins. looked like an old 1930s radio, and it it you know it had the creepy mouth moving, eyes moving, singing thing going on. Loved that thing so much. That was made by a company called Telco. Uh, they were in the market of uh, putting out these 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 tacky, kitschy. Christmas decorations in the 90s and they weren't toys they, they're very clear they, they write 20 times on them but they're not toys they're decorations that sing and are mm -hmm. like this this very is a important. big huge chunk of plastic where am I gonna keep this thing <laughs> but anyway so this Frankie post um, I wish I had the radio so much I love that thing this is, still has all the all it's, it's in like brand new shape still has all the stickers on it it's got the the original Kmart sticker this thing is from 1998. Telco Creations sold for $39.99 back in the day. Seems a little overpriced even for then. Um, but yeah, I'm surprised he still works. I think there was there was an earlier version where he danced. Like he had like three mm. midsections and he would swing around. I guess that was prone to breaking, so they redesigned it like this. But uh, he's big. He's beautiful. He sings like Frank Sinatra. He's creepy looking, and I have no idea where I'm going to keep him. Nice. So, it's a merry, it's a so merry really, Christmas. So really, Alicia just gave you more of an albatross. A uh, festive right singing albatross. Head. That is a large, that is a large a, item. I know, I know. Aside from the radio and Frankie Post, he's supposed to be Frank Sinatra, Frankie Post, they, Toko made a couple of other things that were considerably weirder. They made a singing Christmas tree that I don't want anywhere near me. They made a, 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 like, a like an animatronic elf thing that looks disturbing. <laughs> Uh, they're they're all so wonderfully creepy. I love it. But anyway, I just need the radio to go with Frankie now. 
Now, Jake, this story here is a couple weeks old, and I, I told you I was going to share it on Westbros, and I meant to, but I completely forgot about it until just now, this moment. So I'm glad I, I got it in just under the wire, because you remember you remember turkey thievery that we just that we've been discussing the past couple Thanksgivings. Well, that's so long ago, McLean. That was a whole holiday ago. That was last month. I know, I know. I can't believe I'm over it's here Christmas dipping my apple cider like donuts into my Tom and Jerry. And you're, you're trying to tell me about Thanksgiving. This is Christmas Eve, McLean. What are you doing? Jake, Idaho's yes. state capital Christmas tree was cut down illegally. Gasp! Wait, what? We have a tree th- theft. Uh, so to be fair, the, the tree in front of the Capitol is, is there. It's not that someone went and cut it down, but it was cut down illegally. Oh, the person who put it up illegally procured yeah, yeah. it. Yes, yes. It was legally procured. Scandal. Uh, this is from yeah, how are there not riots in the streets Dev. right now, McLean? This broke. This story broke on December third, and uh, Gretchen Parsons here tells us that with thousands of LED lights illuminating its branches, the Idaho State Capitol Christmas tree is a sight to be seen. However, this year's blue spruce was cut down illegally. The 2021 Christmas tree was cut from a residence at 1414 North Harrison Boulevard in Boise, according to a news release from Governor Brad Little's office. The release states that the homeowners gladly gave the state permission to cut it down, but Boise Def has learned neither party got the required permission from the city of Boise. In the City of Trees, uh, Boise is nicknamed the City of Trees. Wait, so the city didn't ask the city for permission? Yeah. First off, every single city... Snake eating its own tail, man. Government. In the City of Trees, residents who live within a historic district, like the one surrounding Harrison Boulevard, must get a certificate of appropriateness from the city for a number of common <laughs> projects, including removing a tree. A spokesperson for the City of Boise told Boise Dev the city never received an application from the homeowner or the state, which would make the removal illegal by the city's own standards. The city's online records portal shows no recent requests for the address. Uh, Boise Dev reached out to the Idaho Department of Administration, the department res- responsible for the Capitol Christmas tree, to find out why an application wasn't filed. Executive Assistant Kim Rao said the department wasn't aware of any requirement and is now working to complete needed documents. This is like Watergate for Idaho, man. This is this is pretty big. <laughs> like just the tree. It's a red tape, man. Who who what who cares? It's just red tape. The tree, nearly 40 feet tall, was posing an obvious threat to the structure of the home as it has been planted too close to the house, Rao said via email. That's a threatening the tree right there. I mean, that's scaring me. To donate the tree. And that tree's agree. looking at me with a, with a mischievous leer in his eye. Every step of the project was coordinated and executed perfectly. However... Our department was unaware of a requirement to make an application with the city for tree removal. We are currently working with the city to file the necessary paperwork. Oh sure, sometimes it's better to ask forgiveness than to ask permission. Uh-huh. Boise City Code calls for a misdemeanor penalty of violating this historic preservation statute, punishable by a fine of not more than $1,000. But the city does not generally enforce the penalty provision. A uh, spokesperson says the violation can be rectified by payment to the Tree Mitigation Fund, or replacing the trees on site if the replacements closely match the caliber inches of the original. The plan? For example, I demand a recount. you can replace demand- a 24-inch tree with two with 12 2-inch trees. Didn't say if the city would be penalizing the state. <laughs> Government. Yeah, it's a snake eating its own tail. Illegal tree removements embroiled the North Ending conflict over the past year. Lengthy conflict. hearings from residents who objected to the removal and other illegal demolitions resulted in changes to the city's ordinance this month. The new city law puts in place stricter punishments for property owners who violate the rules in hopes of encouraging compliance. Imagine... <laughs> imagine you decide to cut down a tree in your yard and, like, your neighbor's like, that's... You can't do that, and, and like hauls you up before the before the city council or something. McLean, complete change of topic. Did you know there was a sequel made to It's a Wonderful Life? I believe that that has been mentioned. Well, I, I, okay, you did know because I told you, but for, for the for the sake of the pot. Anyway, 
I found out about this a couple years ago and it shocked me. Um, I've not actually watched it. I keep I keep wanting to like do a Westeros thing where we watch it and review it, but um, <laughs> the, just from the trailer, it's so bad. It, it was made for TV in 1990. It <laughs> okay. First of all, the only returning character, the movie's called Clarence, so he's the only returning yeah. character. He looks nothing like Clarence did in the movie. Mm-hmm. He's a younger guy, Robert... Everything's is, checking is, out so far. Robert Carradine. Like, you know, like, back in the day, it was big to just remake a movie on, like, a really, like, low-budget direct-to-DVD remake and just call it Blank Movie 2. That, that That's happened a couple times. Yeah, did you see they just uh, remade uh, Home Alone, except now it stars a fat British kid? No reason it's to do that. It's just we're, we're at a point in society where we just, we're, we're perpetual children, and we want you to keep making the same thing you made when we were little kids. Anyway, I see Jake's been watching some Matt Walsh videos, Maybe, too. Maybe a little bit. Uh, uh, the film is set in December 1989. The only continuing character is Clarence, played by Robert Carradine. The plot is very similar to that of the 1946 film, with Kate Trotter playing Rachel Logan, the human who needs Clarence's assistance. Hmm. I mean, who was asking for this? Was anybody asking for this? Everyone was clamoring. Continue Clarence's story, please. Does Clarence have his wings in the in the uh, the movies? Really he does on the uh, on the VHS uh, box art. He does, so I assume he does. I don't think anyone's okay. ever actually seen this movie. Um, just judging by the fact <laughs> that the I just read the entire plot made synopsis, it, but to no you. one actually watched it. Yeah, that's I mean, it. <laughs> I think it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It aired on the Family Channel in 1990. So. Um, I, I keep meaning to get around to it. It, just, it doesn't look like a, a movie that's hilariously bad. It just looks like made-for-TV bad, like putting you to sleep bad. I don't mm. know. Was anyone asking for this? That's what I wanted to know. Anyway. Besides the point, that's not, is that why we're here? Is that really why we're here? No, I'm okay. We're here to read r slash I hate Christmas. And every time Jake, I click on anything on Reddit, that, I have it tries to redirect to me to use the, the app, and it's the worst. Reddit is a terrible website. Don't get me wrong, I love a, a hate read of Reddit too, but I, I have two things to say. One, there was an update to that article, and now the uh, Capital Christmas tree does have all its paperwork, so it's illegal. First off, trees cannot be illegal, so don't try to... McLean, don't no try human to, uh, is illegal. No tree is illegal. Uh, second off, this is a story from 2018, in which, in Boise, um, the a, a star atop a giant Christmas tree in Boise was stolen. Uh, the oh. star. This is an update to that, that cinnamon bear the situation star atop going a giant on here. Christmas tree in Boise that was stolen before dawn on New Year's Day by someone who scaled the tree has been found. Officials said Thursday. A $100 bill was taped to the damaged star wrapped in a garbage bag next to a building, said Downtown Boise Association Executive Director Lynn Hightower. The star disappeared from the 30-foot tree in Downtown Boise at 3 a.m. on New Year's Day, with the apparent crime captured on video provided to KTVB-TV. Branches are seen swaying in the footage, and then the lighted star goes dark. Hightower said a person emailed her late Wednesday, saying the theft was, quote, a bad idea in the name of good fun but went too far. They apologized and asked how they could return it. She emailed back and said that the person should call the police. Uh, received an anonymous email providing the star's location. It sounds like the person was regretful. Said the star was damaged and must be repaired or replaced. The Christmas tree is scheduled to come down within two weeks, so the star won't be put back up on top of it this winter. The tree at its base ahead of Christmas had donation for the Women's and Children's Alliance, an organization that helps people dealing with domestic abuse and sexual assault. Hightower said the $100 taped film with the star will be given to the group. She said her group is willing to let the incident go at this point. The tree is a symbol of peace and goodwill. If the people who took the star that found it found that spirit and giving back the star, then the best thing for us is to share that spirit. But the police said their investigation will be forwarded to prosecutors. Williams said there's no suspects and it's not clear whether the person who emailed about the star took it. So, claim you're over here worrying about... is big in Boise, man. I, I hear you, but you're over here worrying about Christmas tree crime and, and, and law and order. 
McLean. The real issue is that um, user Penny Laveau on Reddit says, F this god awful day! Okay. As a single unsuccessful. A strong start. As a single, unsuccessful, childless, 40-year-old woman having to spend all this time with her happy, successful siblings and their partners and kids is hell. I know everyone pities how pathetic I am, but I keep the fake smile on my face. It's hot as F here, so we're spending the Christmas day at the beach. I put on so much weight this year, I'm like a beached whale next to my sister-in-law. That sounds more uh, like a not, I, not Christmas is I'm the worst, but think, why you you need to get your life together. I'm beginning to think that um, the Christmas is not the problem here. Now, me personally, I don't hate Christmas, but I do hate Christmas parties. McLean, you, you didn't let me read the... That's a Reliant K reference. I got that reference. Um, you didn't That's the let bit. me re- you got it. read the comments underneath that. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. User Night Opus Die, I believe you heard from him before, says, Better to just wait out the holiday. Don't worry, we all get through it. Then, plan for next year. Just stay quiet, don't bother with family get-togethers. People only care about you being there for the five minutes they see you anyway, and after that, you're invisible and don't exist. It's far better to just not participate. The balance to that is to be nice, open, friendly, and kind to everyone throughout the year. Oh, well, that's that's good advice. Um, oh, what's he say here? So that come Christmas, they'll have a hard time making you feel bad for not wanting to be part of the holiday. That seems like a good motivation to do that. Response, unfortunately, our whole family stays together in one house. You are right, though. I should try to find a reason not to come. I think that's the solution here. User Rogue Referee. This post is amazing. I feel for you. Quick story. Wife and I are staying in Atlanta for the holidays with the kids. No travel home to North Carolina to visit grandparents' family, so already we've been getting guilt trip since Thanksgiving. Fast forward to winter break this Monday, and the wife is hell-bent jam-cramming each day with Christmas festivities, like it's some cardinal sin to let the children be bored. Anyways, I'm a tired 36-year-old dad that just wants to chill, but every time I do this, I can feel her anxiety and frustration. Even right now, as I'm writing this, she's huffing and puffing in the other room. So, last night, I offered to wrap the remaining presents at 7pm. She says, I want to organize them first. Three hours later, I tell her I want to go to bed, and she's like, let's wrap them. I say, no, I'm tired, sobbing for the next hour or so, because apparently I'm the worst husband ever. Hitler bad dad over here. Point being, don't assume your sister and sister-in-law are peaches and cream. There's probably some S going on there too. Be well, sending you good vibes. But apparently you won't send good vibes to your poor wife, who's crying because you're being a jerk. I'm glad this person on the internet gets more love and support from you than your wife does. (laughs) Suddenly I'm the bad guy. Response to that, thank you, but honestly, their lives are pretty perfect. Excellent goal response. Moms tend to have very specific ideas about how the holiday should go. They largely don't realize that they're the only ones who care about that stuff. Everyone needs to discuss what they need and want out of the holiday and not be offended if others like me don't care as much. User living on the ceiling. I'll be thinking of you and sending good vibes. I don't know how you can think of a, uh, uh, the person behind some words you saw on the screen, but uh, good luck with that. Jake, how much, do you need any vibes sent your way? I, I, have uh, a I could use a few vibes. In. I mean, uh, I was liking the big snow vibes that were coming our way, but I could use some good vibes along with that. But please don't, don't. Yeah. I, I want those. Big I just snow need to vibes. figure out exactly I don't what want a the vibe vibes is to and get, how to I, send one, and then I'll, I just don't want the vibes to get confused. I'm playing. Anyway. I know it's not much, but you're not alone in feeling down on this stupid, pointless holiday. I'm sorry it's making you feel so bad. You'll get through it, and maybe one day you'll see a way clearly to avoid the whole thing. Uh, Jake, I, it's a good day for r slash I hate Christmas, McLean, because this is oh, yeah. you know, Christmas, Christmas Eve. It's when huge. fever pitch, you know. Such as lo- user, not loser, user, my bad, user Later Blooms posted F Christmas and F COVID. Ugh. I hate Christmas. I have hated it for years. My parents divorced when I was young, so my whole life I had to juggle two different Christmases, driving for hours in terrible New England weather. And Christmas is like a wedding. It is never for you or what you want. It's all about the parents, who plan elaborate parties and feasts and make you work all day long. The guilt. 
the shame, the terrible presence you have to pretend you like, the loud family, the never-ending cleanup and dishes, the pretending we aren't living through a COVID hellscape. I'm getting divorced myself this year and told everyone I know that I am not celebrating holidays this year. I, I spent Thanksgiving camping alone again, and had a blast. I, I don't think the issue is with Christmas. I think the issue is you have terrible family dynamics. People don't believe me or think I am joking. A friend is having a Christmas party tonight. Yesterday, I got a sore throat and my sense of taste is wonky. Waited an hour for a PCR test today. Told my friend I won't make it to the party. They rescheduled the party to after Christmas. Gah! Edit. Ah! Apologies for being a privileged jerk. Complain about people caring about me enough to reschedule a party. My friends deserve don't deserve that. I see on other posts that a lot of folks here don't have families or have toxic families. Cheers to all of you healing slash halting generational trauma. I truly do hate Christmas, though. The anxiety starts before Thanksgiving. I just find all the shopping and errands and presents and wrapping and bad weather and darkness and obligations and expectations utterly crushing. All that effort for a day that is rarely enjoyable. And season three of COVID has amped my anxiety up to a level. Season three. I admit I like Christmas lights, but that's it. Omnicorn is coming for you and your family. Uh, user Black Phoenix been having an SE day so far because of Christmas. I get in Minecraft to relax and get my mind off things. Well, look at what they did to the chests. FFS, seriously. I can't escape Christmas. In Minecraft, they made something in the game Christmas colors and now, now they're mad. Uh, response. LMAO, I used to love seeing this when I was a kid, but now you understand the brand marketing of it all. The fact that you can refer to Minecraft as, oh, I played that when I was a kid. I'm an old man, McLean, I don't know. A single, unsuccessful, childless 40-year-old woman? User uh. Spamoni1, can it be Sunday now? I'm so sick of TV. Everything has to be... <laughs> okay, okay. You know, you know I love a good pun, but this user, they've taken the word Christmas, and where you would normally, I think this this might be a little, what's the word, uh, hmm, blasphemous, probably, where, where the word Christ is, they replace it with the S word, S-myth. Uh, uh, I mean, that's not terrible, I guess. They, they, I mean, it's they terrible, literally replace the like, word Christ. Um, with the word... Okay, anyway. There's no escape from it. Every single commercial, practically every Adult Swim episode is S-mas. That's exhausting and depressing. Not everyone has family or even Stop family is Stop watching decent. Adult Swim. Don't watch TV. <laughs> I don't know how else... McLean. this for you. McLean, you're showing me happiness and happy families. Well, guess what? Not everyone has family or even family that's halfway decent to spend such a SE holiday with. Well, I'm tired of being reminded that nobody gives a S about me. The toxic family I was born into that I have nothing to do with. This time of year always makes me feel like my progress declines with my mental health. What a wasteful, useless time of year. The world would be so much better off without it. Because you are a miserable little human being who's cut your family off because you've decided they're toxic and harmful to your mental health. You've decided your family sucks, so you don't want anything to do with them. So whenever you see people who, uh, you know, have a healthy relationship with their family, oh... You're you're hurting me by showing me a good thing because it reminds me I don't have good things. Stop it! It hurts! Stop it! Get away! Get the good thing away from me! Get it away! What's wrong with you? Why can't everyone be as miserable as me? But Night Opus Die must be like the main moderator on here. I do my best to tune out of anything on TV or anything mainstream yeah, this time I think, of year. I think he, he's the, the only moderator, honestly. Everything online has literally puked up Christmas. It's infiltrated everything. Um, even some of my favorite video games are ruined by Christmas. Not my video games, no. No. <laughs> uh, YouTube, at least, has some really great horror stories that don't end in hugs and kisses that are Christmas-based. That is a semi-solace. We're playing as a uh, modern-day Gen Z, millennial, whatever I am. Uh, I actively, you know, I despise good things. I would rather replace good things with uh, stories of death and dismemberment and horror because those those make me feel comfortable. Because, see, here's the thing, McLean. I think the problem is good things reflect this idea that there's a standard of good. And being reminded that there's a standard of good, that 
That makes me think of like this 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 thing that's higher than me that I might be answerable to. That's scary. I don't like that. I don't like standards because that means I might fail to meet those standards. So I just we have just have to tear down the standards. I think that's yes. Anything if you think something is better than something else, then we have to get rid of that. Like you have your happiness and your families and your good moral conduct garbage because that makes me feel sure, bad because sure. I can't live up to that. So we just have to tear that down and we'll all be miserable and happy. I'm not sure how that... No, we can be miserable and happy at the same time, right? I'm happy that I am miserable and that you aren't happy. Happily miserable. Yes. That, that's the future. Jake, sure, sure, you can defend Christmas all you want, but what if I switched this around for you and gave you an alternate example? What if during every month of May in the United States, shiny flags and stuffed Uncle Sam's crept into every store? Your relatives broke open boxes upon boxes of American flags and pictures of George Washington to start decorating both the inside and the outside of their homes. Everywhere you went, you heard patriotic music. The upcoming military parades and discounted merchandise were continually advertised on all forms of media. From okay, coast to it? coast, the entire nation would be swept up in the excitement of the upcoming 4th of July holiday. There would be fireworks, parades, ugly swimwear parties, all in the good, clean spirit of American patriotism. Where's the bad part coming in? You would risk being branded as un-American, or worse, a traitor. Kind of sounds like an effing fascist nightmare, doesn't it? Uh. (laughs) First off, that sounds kind of (laughs) awesome. Heck yeah, I'm down down for the 4th of July taking up two months, yeah. I I don't understand your problem, man. Oh my gosh! Um, I don't think the Fourth oh. of July gets enough credit, but no, I don't think so. Uh, let me talk about the Fourth of July. It's Christmas, McLean. Let me. Hey, no, hey, my age that is still cooking in my read. Tom and Jerry. I... Anyway, McLean user zesty close potato. That's really random, isn't it? Nothing pees me off more than the Christmas season. I don't really have much of a family to speak of. There are really nasty people who've treated me really badly my entire life. But thanks to this effing stupid holiday, I always feel very self-conscious about the fact that everyone's vibing with their family. And I often try to make things okay, but I always get stabbed in the back and punished for it at Christmas. Let's see, uh, you must be 12. I think you're 12 years old. Um, I'm perfect. My family are actual monsters. And I try to be the good person and they stab me in the back. F this holiday. I think you might be the issue, you little... I just want to punch you in the face. Uh, Night Opus Die, you're part of my family. Oh no, you're part of our family here. We can F Christmas together. (laughs) This sounds like a... This sounds like the plot to a Disney movie. User Baguette Shrimp. There's something about a, a Reddit username. Like, I, I haven't quite like nailed down exactly what it what it is, but there's a certain you can tell like a Reddit username. They all have a certain theme. I hate Christmas. I used to really love it because we were on our own, just my mother, my brothers, and me. It was always a serene evening with nice food, which we helped cook. Days filled with joys. Nowadays, my mom has a boyfriend. They've been together for like three or four years, and every time on what I suppose family, on every and every time on what I suppose family day, they argue. I hate it so effing much. He completely overreacts and screams profanities at my mother. I just can't take it anymore. I want to punch him so bad and just like debate with him and show him his mistakes. But this mf has so effing low self-esteem that he just shoots off at every word I am. Bleeping afraid he will do something. I hate him so much. Like now I, they are arguing, and I, I just want to let should... him know my point of view. But he wouldn't bleeping accept it because he's always right, and it's not his fault. I hate his guts. <laughs> you literally can't talk with him normally, and like you're walking on eggshells around him. What? What? I don't think this is where you should be taking this issue. <laughs> Someone says that really sucks. Uh, could you at least go on walks to take a break from it? Not really. Because my mom is super protective of me and won't let me go out on my own. It sucks not being able to unwind. Every time I am happy, the only thing I can think about is how much this calm and happy moment will last. It has also become a habit of mine to analyze every single snippet and tone change in their conversation. I just really wish I could have at least have a discussion with him so I can convince him otherwise. But when he feels cornered, which he basically okay, does wait, all the time wait, because of the low wait, self-esteem, he wait. closes up and simply gets unbearable. I've never wait. experienced anything like that. Wait! I mean, I have hey. discussions and debates all the time with my mom. Fine. 
What exactly is the thing that she's trying to argue with him about? What 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 is so important that she just has to get her opinion in? Presumably, talk with the boyfriend. He gets offensive and loud. I mean, when I say you can't talk to him about stuff like that, um, he has low self-esteem, and that even normal words like seem to insult him. They want to go to therapy, but I can already tell how it's going to go. He'll find an excuse to not go like he always does. Uh, okay. Uh, does not say. Um, Christmas. That's the that's the problem. The problem with Christmas is my mom's dating a jerk. That's why I hate Christmas. McLean, user Bnox1789 says, Dreading tomorrow, I asked people not to get me gifts, but of course nobody listens, so now I gotta feel awkward opening stuff while being watched. What do I do? Act like I'm surprised and happy? Definitely gonna be some fights tomorrow, I'm sure, since it happened last year, because I didn't show any joy or appreciation of opening stuff. So, so you're a jerk. So I think the people that are on on this subreddit are actual teenagers. They're like 13 years old. I, I think so. Other than that 40-year-old woman who has, doesn't have her life together. But I think it mostly is teenagers. This is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. User Kamantif posts, Santa is not real. Your parents are lying to you and one day you will know. And I don't know if this was edited. Yeah, I think he edited it. So now the post and his reply says, F Reddit and censorship of thought. F Reddit the propaganda mill. F Reddit the totalitarian, narcissistic, cowardly, shady, shadow banning trash magazine. F Reddit jannies and F their stakeholders. I will get a SIM card for $5 and post whatever I want again. And when I get shadow banned, I will do it again. You can never stop us. Your bots and algorithms are no match for a human mind depressed. F Reddit. You know what's funny? L. What's funny is he's so saying, I think you know, an actual F lunatic. Is, he's uh, saying Reddit. F Reddit and all that, but he, he he's he's the exact profile of a Reddit user. Isn't that weird? That's crazy. Like you're right at home here, buddy. Um, user Pretty Pistol GG. This must be some. This is a little bleed over from R slash anti work. Christmas propaganda is the worst. I can list a million things that I hate about this holiday, but what pees me off the most is the inherent idea that everyone should love Christmas, and if you don't, there's something wrong with you. You're not allowed to have any complaints about this time of year. Everyone must embrace the holiday spirit and spread joy when really, Christmas is white supremacist capitalism hunting itself off one last time before the end of the year. I wish we could take the capitalism and colonialism out of Christmas and people wouldn't look at you sideways for it. I don't worship the god of capitalism. Um, white supremacist, huh? That's, I've not heard that one yet. I, I'd love to hear how that works. Maybe it's because we're trying to force our ideas of our, our white Jesus God on, on all the brown people or something. I don't know. I think that's it. Now, Jake, you might recall when I, when I went through this subreddit the first time by myself, I went. I ran across a post about this person complaining about their coworker that was doing Christmas stuff. Uh, this is annoying Christmas loving coworker part two. So if you saw my previous post about this coworker, this is a sequel in the Office Holiday Saga. It couldn't just end with the decorating contest. She became so consumed by her plans that she's now asking people to participate in twelve games of Christmas. These are basically mini games and raffles where you win generic Christmas mugs and crap. After she held the first game while we were all on the clock, our boss asked us to please wait until the lunch break to have the games. You know why? Because we're so backed up in work from last week due to this person dragging other employees into the decorating. People being taken away from their tasks all day long to make cardboard snowmen has made it Not harder my tasks. on us all. What's this maniac's response to the reasonable request? She sulks and starts having a mini tantrum at her desk. She slams stuff around and sucked her teeth. Has anyone experienced a coworker this bad during Christmas time? I just can't wrap my head around it. And now, and then, uh, Night Opus Die, whatever, posts like a long rambling response of what, of what to do. And trying to bully people into celebrating Christmas is one of the least Christian things someone can do. You want me to have a good time and be happy and not be a miserable crank? You're basically Judas. I, th I figured it's time I had to say that I posted this, by the way, on r slash I hate Christmas uh, under my new username of uh, Polly Elias. 
But McLean, I'm not going to be the better person anymore. Every year sending out cards and gifts to people who don't care about me, so it's just, just so I can say I never gave up on you, so I could be the better person. Never getting anything but a tax Merry Christmas in return, if that. I've realized that I spent the last 10 years sending stuff to people I don't even like. What the heck am I doing? It's almost like I'm begging to be accepted. I feel pathetic. No more I'm done. I'm worth more than that. Starting now, this minute, I will stop crying and start appreciating what I have. I will always hate Christmas, but now I can get through it. Now, I probably should have consulted uh, the most basic of punctuation uh, uh, manuals or guides before I did this, but just had to get the words on the page, man. Straight from my brain. To that Reddit post. Okay, I I, I posted uh, a similar. I I also posted on here uh, under my username, different caramel two seven seven. My least favorite thing about Christmas, aside from all the other things, is something I fortunately don't have to deal with this year or past year due to COVID. See, I can list all the reason I don't like Christmas: the commercialism, the hypocrisy, the stupid music, the nauseating blinking fairy lights. The glitter, all the trees being chopped down only to end up on a landfill or bonfire on January the 1st. The fake cheerfulness, how people in entire countries are at each other's throat for 363 days a year, but not on Christmas because that's special. How I don't have anyone to spend it with anyway, single and my family is dead, I know, very sad, very orphaned. And people will only hear that last one and interpret it as... Gee, I wish I had someone to spend Christmas with, and tell me I should spend it with them. Usually, someone I barely know, like a co-worker who I've spoken to like three times. Yeah, sure, my introverted backside is going to spend a holiday I hate with people I barely know. There will probably be kids there, and I'm not really a fan of those. Don't think so. Anyway, the only Christmas song worth listening to is X-M at sign dollar sign by Corey Taylor. That's my mood. That's my jam. Look it up, but earning strong language and all that. And I think might be a new banger here. I, I got to look up X Mass <laughs> by Corey Taylor, but I think McLean. it might be a banger. Here's an article titled Why I Hate Christmas on, on the new site, The New Republic by James S. Henry. Um, the date on it? December 31st, 1990. So, uh, bit of a throwback. Bit of a throwback. When I was a kid in Minnesota, my family had a huge Scandinavian feast every Christmas Eve, complete with two dozen relatives, three feet of snow, a mountainous evergreen trimmed to the top, six-course dinner, and eight or ten pies, long-winded after-dinner stories about baseball and World War II, and lots of presents. It's taken me three decades of rigorous economics training to shake off the warm and nostalgia of the holidays. Now I am willing to say out loud what I suspect many Americans are saying. Christmas is a net loss as a socioeconomic institution. You're losing me. Although, I gotta give him the right voice for this one. All right. <clears throat> Although for many years, Christmas has been justified on the grounds that it is merry, quote-unquote, rigorous quantitative analysis establishes that the opposite is the case. Despite claims advanced by proponents that the holiday promotes a desirable spirit makes people jolly etc the data show the yuletide time period is marked by environmental degradation hazardous products and travel and perhaps most importantly inefficient uses of key resources the holiday is an insidious and overlooked factor in america's it's the resources <laughs> america's this has become the this has become the MGTOW argument repackaged for Christmas. They're using Amer my resources. America's dwindling savings I gotta build rates. Up all, I gotta build up all, all the of the most amount of resources, and then I win the game. Oh, I gotta screw up. This has gotta be like a parody. Like, oh, I'm pretending that I hate it because, like, it's actually people love Christmas, and I'm just I'm pretending to be a Grinch by looking at looking at like the 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 numbers and and the 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 economy and like. I'm missing the whole point of it because I'm I'm too busy looking at the uh the the cold hard data. I actually missed the human heart behind it. Nope, I'm just scrolling. Um, Jake. So I looked. Nope. Up, um, this is totally serious. X Mass. And um, I haven't actually heard the song, so it could slap. But I I did I did look at the lyrics here, and uh, the chorus goes: If I ain't drunk, it ain't Christmas. You know where to stick those jingle bells. If I ain't hammered, it ain't Hanukkah. Follow la la, 
Go F yourself. McLean, you interrupted my economic breakdown of why Christmas is the worst. Sorry, no, it is Christmas truly fulfill its purported distributional objective, the transfer of gifts to those who need them. The number of people rendered joyous by Christmas is probably equal to excelled by the number made to feel rather blue. In short, although Christmas is a religious observance that provides wintertime fun for children, it fails the test of cost-effectiveness. <laughs> Christmas consumes vast resources in the dubious and uncharitable activity of forced giving. First, it is necessary to factor in all the time spent searching for just the right gifts, writing and mailing cards to people one ignores the rest of the year, decorating trees, attending holiday parties with highly fattening, cholesterol-rich eggnog drinks. <laughs> Not the cholesterol, <laughs> no! Is this person on keto? <laughs> And false cheer. Assuming conservatively that each U.S. adult spends an average of two days per year on Christmas activities, this represents an investment of nearly one million person years per season. Just as important as the amount that Americans spend on gratuitous gifts each year. Forty billion dollars according to the U.S. Commerce Department. Extra consumer spending is often considered beneficial, but the massive Yuletide spike creates numerous harmful externalities. I'm sure you're a real popular guy at holiday parties here, James. Oh, yeah. Henry, whatever your name was. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, let me guess. You're um, happily married, six kids. <laughs> Mistargeted giving is one indication of the waste. According to New York Department sales, each year about 15% of retail dollar purchases are returned. Allowing for the fact that many misdirected gifts are retained because people feel obligated to keep them, etc. And allowing for the right widespread inability of children to return gifts, this indicates that up to a third of purchases may be ill-suited to their recipients. Christmas is really a throwback to all of the inefficiencies of the barter economy in which people have to match other people's wants to their offerings. Of course, money was invented to solve this double coincidence of wants problem. One solution would be to require people to give each other cash as presents, but that would reveal the absurdity of the whole institution! McLean, you're out here giving gifts, don't you know how economically ridiculous that is? I am a robot, McLean, and I don't understand this human custom. This is so inefficient. What are you doing? Why are we giving gifts? That is a waste of resources. <laughs> this is also artificially this is inappropriate up. appropriation of resources. <laughs> artificially pumps up consumption and reduces savings since it's unlikely that the presents given at Christmas would be given at other times of the year. One particularly... I'm getting a phone call! Oh no! Okay, McLean, you're gonna have to take over for a moment. Well, it turns out to get the articles to, to distract from Jake's uh, diatribe about the financial ruin that you will be uh, responsible for if you participate in Christmas, uh, it turns out to get the good articles about why Christmas is the worst... You don't type in, Christmas is the worst. You have to type in, I hate Christmas. You'll get not only the subreddit, but also a, a fair amount, of, a handful of articles about people that hate Christmas. Because there is no, like, objective why Christmas is the worst. There's just people ranting angrily about it. So Ron McKay, writing for the Herald, says, Why do I hate Christmas? Let me count the ways. From its beginning before Halloween to the way it fails to end even with the ridiculous Boxing Day sales, where people queue up for hours to jostle and elbow each other as they scramble for leftover tat, to the discarded Detrius, the shredded paper, the empty bottles, the bloated bellies, to the discarded Santa hats and reindeer jumpers. It's all just a prolonged glut of consumerization and existential angst. Christmas Countdown. This is where it begins with countdowns in the shops. Early gift offers, embarrassing jumpers to buy, romanticized posters of cherubic kids holding candles on the wall over seasonal goods aisle, and all before you've turned away the first geyser empty-handed from the door. As the leaves continue to fall, up pop the charities workers shaking their cans in the tills, occasionally with their mini choir in bad harmonies, the correct response to which is, sorry, I don't do charity, it's a failure of the government's responsibilities. <laughs> Okay, McLean, I think I gotta end the podcast and get going here. I have important things to do. Christmas Eve, you know, gotta make my rounds, you know. But I'd like to end it with the last paragraph of this article. Jake is like, a, Jake is like Santa Claus, but with uh, drugs. 
Uh, modern Christmas is like primitive kinesium, short one oriented economic experiment that has been tried and found wanting. It is the flip side of the Protestant ethic capitalism. Christianity's high holiday makes us feel worse off. What is to be done? I suggest a two to three year moratorium on the whole affair to let us pay our bills and recover the distance we lost. This may sound like tough medicine to youngsters and to all the other interest groups that have acquired large commercial stakes in this holiday, but the rest of us can no longer afford it. If we celebrate this holiday, we do it mainly because it's over for at least one more year. Ah. Yes. I bet this guy just has a lot of loving, loving relatives. <laughs> no, you know what? It's a wonderful life has a terrible message, by the way. <laughs> I bet it does. You human. It's Wonderful Life was actually a really bad movie because it flopped in the box office, and even though it was also nominated for the best picture that year, doesn't mean that it was good. Only the box office matters. McClank, you're missing the point. Christmas is dumb because I don't understand you humans and your human emotions, okay? I am an actual computer. Now leave me alone. Alright, and on that note, goodbye folks. I, I, I have to go now, actually. It's been a lovely Christmas it's Eve. Big snow, coming. Big snow coming! Big snow! Big piece of garbage. Big snow. And charity is a failure of the government. Big snow. I'm out of here, folks. And I don't do Christmas. Big snow. flying object spotted over rooftops in any town USA, fat jolly then seen jumping from roof to roof and disappearing down chimneys. Stay tuned for further updates. And now, a field report from our NOEL weatherman. The Doppler weather forecast is cold. Get a load of this